Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. Mm. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And we're doing our series. We're in chapter six of our series, Becoming a Better Lover. Who doesn't want to be better in bed? <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about consent. Consent, consent, consent. And before we get into that juicy topic, I just want to remind you who I am. I am Gaia Morissette, your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your high priestess divine sexual magic, and your BDSM guardian and guide. <laughs> All right. So hopefully you've, you've listened to, watched, or read the first five chapters of Becoming a Better Lover. If not, make sure you do that after this. So let's start with consent. What is consent? Well, consent is, there's three different types of consent. We want, we want to achieve con consent from a consent giving, basically consent is somebody giving you permission to do X. And the reason that they are giving you permission is not because they're the boss of you, <laughs> but because they are the boss of them. And they have the right, each, each and every one of us has the right to say, yes, you may engage, touch, or in whatever capacity that we want somebody to interact with us, or no, you may not. And that's the reason why we want consent. So just take a moment for a second and think about all the times that you've hugged somebody without asking for permission or touched somebody without asking for permission or open up a dialogue with somebody without asking them if they were interested in having a dialogue with you. All of those things are not gaining consent. In essence, we, we don't move in a, and, and don't, and this is not, there's no judgment, okay? So it's really important that through this conversation, if you're like, oh, oh, no, I don't actually do that. Oh, crap, I've been disrespectful or, you know, I might have traumatized somebody. This is not the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation is that moving forward, that we are more consciously aware of how we engage with others in the world and how we actually allow others to engage with us. Good morning. Okay, so. Consent. So what is consent? What is consent is give, having somebody give you permission how to interact with them. There are three different types of consents we're going to talk about today. There's more than just those three, but today we're going to cover three. There's the interaction, talk, the interaction communication consent. There's touch consent. And then there's sexual consent. So let's start with what is communication interaction consent? Like, what is that? Well, those are places like, for example, uh, you are moving in, you know, you're walking in the, in the grocery store and you, you may say hi to somebody, which is that first engagement, which is fine. And see, 
often we're supposed to all be able to read non-subtle body language cues um, where we would then pick up a message of, yes, this person is interested in engaging with us or no, they would like us to go away. But we don't really know how to do that very well um, as a culture, especially since we have so much technology that we don't actually spend a lot of time interacting physically with each other. So we've kind of our skills have depleted, well, those skill sets that we once upon a time had have depleted. So now we need to start talking about like asking for permission so that people can, and people have not been able to say no. Because there's this feeling of if somebody's talking to you that you feel obligated that you need to respond and you feel obligated that you must engage with that person because they've chosen to engage with you. Okay, so. I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this department, um, but I just want you to be consciously aware of when somebody starts to, so for example, somebody wants to engage with you on Facebook. Here's a great example. Um, their first intro is like, hey, how are you doing? And at that moment, as the person who's receiving this message, you can say, you can decide, do I want to interact with this person or would I like not for them to interact with me in a different way. Um, how would I like them to engage with me? Okay, so it's really about that first engagement, you wanna step into yourself and say, do I want to and how do I want to? And now I'm gonna communicate this to the person. If the answer is, I'm actually not interested in uh, a new friend, then you can say, thank you very much. We'll just use the Facebook example here. Thank you very much for reaching out. However, at this time, I'm not interested in making any new friends. Have a nice day. You don't need to be offended. You don't need to be angry. You don't need to ignore them. You can just ask for what you want. Remember, because we've you've already listened to the first five chapters <laughs> right? of How to Be a Better Lover series and we, we talk a lot about that okay so communicate also if you're the person who wants to engage with somebody and have conversation with somebody you can say you know what you seem like you're really interesting would you mind if we had a conversation or do you have time to have a conversation or how would you like to have a conversation asking these questions gives that person permission to answer you honestly so that when you do engage, they're present, they wanna be there, and they don't feel obligated. Okay, second part, touch, touch consent. Touch consent is something that, um, how do I wanna put this? Okay, so let's start with, it's really important to understand that a lot of the population has been sexually abused or physically abused and traumatized. This is actually why consent is so crucial because we do not want to trigger, traumatize, or abuse anybody around us. And when we don't get consent or ask for consent or navigate consent, that's what fundamentally ends up happening is somebody who has had trauma or may have not had trauma but is feeling like this is traumatic because you didn't ask permission, you're violating their their body, you're violating their personal space, you're violating their time. And this is why consent is so crucially important. Because we really fundamentally, as human beings, want to engage with each other because in, in a way that everybody's 
open to receiving and experiencing and feeling good about not feeling like oh god shut up stop talking to me or oh don't touch me or ugh you don't we don't want to move from that place so this is why consent is so important okay all right so if you were, if you think about it from this perspective this person may have had their personal space, their physical space, their sexual space violated at some point, and I don't want to cause them more harm or re-victimize them or create a feeling of a violation of any kind. We move from that place, it makes it easier for us to kind of be consciously aware of are we moving from a place of consent? Are we asking for consent? Are we giving consent? Okay. And this is all because we want to, like I said, we want to move from this place of honor and respect and making everybody feel good. Okay. All right. So back to touch consent. All right. So touch consent is things like, and, and I'm going to talk to all these touchy feely people. Okay. So if you're a touchy feely person that's listening to right now and you're like, what? I'm supposed to do what? I don't want to do what? <laughs> Remember what I just said. Lots of people around you have probably been violated at some point in their lives. And when you don't ask, when you don't, when you're just like, oh, I want to hug you and you just reach out for a hug. Oh, I want to touch your arm or I want to touch your leg or I want to touch your shoulder or I want to touch your back or, you know, all that touching that you haven't asked anybody's permission for that if, if that was okay you basically are violating their personal space. And I know that this is a way in which you are happy and you're excited and you're excited to see them and, and you want to make contact and you want them to know how important they are and that you're leaning in and you're touching them and this makes them feel really good. The truth is that's the whole point of why you're doing it. However, unless that person says, sure, you can touch me or yes, you can hug me, um, you may not actually be giving what you're trying to give, what you may actually be doing, if that person has uh, trauma in their past, what you may actually be doing is making them feel incredibly uncomfortable, feeling incredibly unsafe. And depending on what kind of level of trauma that they have had, you actually may be victimizing them in that moment because they're incapable in that moment of saying, don't touch me because they don't know and they've never had those experiences. So it's important to be consciously aware of this, okay? So touchy people, I get it. You just, it's like you're like this little love beacon and you just want to love all over everything. <laughs> and you're sensory-wise, it's all about the feeling and the texture and you, like you want to express. I'm not saying you can't express. I just want you to, before you do it, ask and we're going to talk at the end of the at the end of the show we're going to talk about the different techniques and how do we practice that and how do we go about doing that okay so i promise i'll give you some tools so you can still be touchy feely without making people feel icky or violated okay <laughs> all right the next part of consent that i want to talk about is sexual consent so this is a really important one this is the one i want to drop into a lot Okay, today because we're talking about how to be a better lover so being able to ask for consensual sexual consent is really important being able to give consensual give sexual consent 
is important. And I mean on a verbal level. Why do we want verbal consent? Well, because we want verbal consent so there's no confusion. It's in those moments that we don't have that verbal consent that is where things can go horribly wrong without the intent of it being horribly wrong. So the other thing is, is really important. <laughs> And everybody always like, wait, all right, but I'm going to say it because it's true. You want verbal sexual consent sober. That's right. Sober. <laughs> not drunk, not high out of your tree, but sober. Because what happens when you do not get it sober, your perception that somebody's okay with something and their perception that they have said, they, they've told you that they're not okay with something is very different when we have uh, chemicals involved. And many, 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 many um, cases where after somebody's engaged sexual activity while they've been incredibly intoxicated without verbal consent and before the intoxication happened, um, there's all sorts of like people feel raped and violated, coerced. Um, one person feels raped and the other person's like, what are you talking about? You totally were cool with it. And your life can be ruined all for this one moment all for this one thing that if you had gotten verbal consent sober and everybody was on the same page and everybody can give consent when they're sober you can't give consent could you sign a contract for something and it hold up in court if you were under the influence no so why would it be the same way when we're engaging in sexual activity okay so this is really important this is how we prevent a lot of things that happen that may didn't need to happen. Okay. The other thing is, is that, and I'm a firm believer for everybody who's out there that the only time they ever have sex is when they're drunk or intoxicated in any capacity. I'm going to lovingly invite you to come spend some time with me at succulentliving.com so that we can explore why it is you only can engage sexually when you're under the influence. Um, there's probably some stuff that needs to be looked at and kind of cleared and do some healing around that because um, you're not really having, first of all, intoxicated sex usually is an effect isn't as spectacular as sober sex when you're fully present in it. Often people engage in intoxicated sex because of the inhibitions come down, the, the, the libido may increase because we don't have as much shame or guilt or fear that's going on, but all that shame, guilt, and fear still lives the next day when you're sober. And now you feel shame and guilt and crappy because you engaged in something that you may not have been ready for or wanted to do. Okay. So it's really important. 
and there's no judgment. I mean, I, I get that, you know, if you've, if you've had consent and had the conversation before you got intoxicated <laughs> and everybody's on the same page, then by all means, you can have some fun, you know, with under the influence at, at times. It can heighten certain things and lower certain things and blah, blah, blah. But you need to have that verbal consent before everybody gets intoxicated, okay? Um, there's different levels of consent. So I wanna talk a little bit about what happens when you're in a current relationship? We're going to talk about consent and how that plays itself out. And what happens in a new relationship, new sexual relationship? And also, before I get into that, there's different levels of consent that you go along the way. So if you get really good at practicing, may I, can I, would you like? <laughs> and that becomes a part of your vocabulary in all forms, in all ways that you move, what ends up happening is that you're always on point of throughout the sexual process. Because you may get, in the beginning, you may get, yes, I would like to, and yes, let's do it. But that doesn't mean that while you're engaging in sexual activity, that there might be acts or, or things that somebody may not enjoy or would like to do something different or um, are no longer enjoying. So just because you get consent once, doesn't, which is really important, doesn't mean it's a blanket consent for the whole sexual experience or for every sexual experience after that or for that particular sexual activity forever in all time, right? Because it's really important that people can say no and no means no and we respect no. And, and that means no means no does not mean that you keep badgering somebody or you keep uh, trying to coerce them into doing something. Because that's really important is there's, I, I hear often people are like, well, of course, no means no, and I'm not going to be a rapist, right? Until somebody says no, and I see this all the time, until somebody says no, no, thank you, I'm not interested, and the person's like, oh, come on, you know, it'd be lots of fun, we should totally try it, you know, oh, don't be like that, those are all disrespectful, coercive behaviors, okay? So just take a moment to think about that. And again, there's no judgment. It just says, I want you to be aware of it. So when someone says no to you, my response to you is to say, okay. And you can then ask, is there something that you would like done differently? Or can I engage with you in a different way? What would make you feel comfortable? That is asking, that's not trying to coerce, that's negotiating, that's communicating, that's asking. Coercion is like, oh, come on, it'll be fun. What's the problem? Oh, don't be a chicken. Anything, think about peer pressure. Either being on the receiving end of peer pressure or being the peer pressure. Are you doing that? Energetically, are you moving in that space? If you're moving in that space, what that means is, is that you are not respecting somebody's no, and you, that is not consent. So even if they cave, you did not actually get consent. You coerced them into doing something and made them feel bad or guilty, and they had no other option, which is not consent. Okay? And 
everybody who is on the receiving end of coercion, I want you to like say no very clearly. I said no, respect my boundary. That's what you're going to practice. I said no, respect my boundary. This is the end of this conversation. I'm going to say that again, because that's a hard one, especially if you've had trauma, to actually be able to ver ver verbalize, whether that's any one of those consents I talked about, whether that's engagement consent, touch consent, or sexual consent, right? I said no, respect my boundaries. That's the end of this conversation. Okay? All right. How do we make consent sexy? <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't get into the relationship, sorry. All right, backtrack. So the different types of consent in relationships. So when you're in a current relationship, it's really good to um, revisit. So there's certain activities, sexual activities, touch that you like, um, that you know are good and that you don't really necessarily have to ask your partner, may I touch you? May I touch you? May I touch you? May I kiss you? May I hug you? Um, however, you also need to be prepared that the person can at any any time take that consent away and say, you know what, I don't want you to hug me right now. Please stop touching me. I'm not in the mood. Um, you know, um, how else would this play out? Um, no, I'm not interested in holding your hand right now. Um, it's okay for your partner to say, please stop touching me. I don't want to cuddle right now. And that is where you see in couples and relationships where it's like, if the person says, please stop touching me right now, there's this whole like, did I do something wrong? What, what's wrong? Like, why do you, why can't I touch you? I should be able to touch you whenever I feel like it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. And basically what you're doing Right in that moment when you react to your partner saying, your partner, as well as you, should be able to say no thank you at any time about anything. And that should be okay. Just because you're in a relationship with somebody or you've had sexual relationships with somebody does not give you the permission or entitlement or the right to touch, grope, fondle, fuck whatever whenever and however you feel like it that person is not your property you do not own them they are a complete separate human being that has right to say no thank you just because they've said that yes earlier doesn't mean that they can't say no and they can say no at any time at any place throughout your interaction with each other, uh, your touching with each other, your sexual activity with each other. And that's really important because often when we get into relationships, we, we assume that we got, we got this consent, so therefore it's a blanket consent forever. It's not a blanket consent forever. Okay, really important. Take a breath. If you, again, there's no judgment. If you've been like, uh, yeah, I kind of been doing that, 
just stop it. <laughs> Tell your partner, sorry, you're totally okay. It is totally okay. I will respect whatever decision you make about what, whenever you want to say no or no thank you or please don't touch me. <laughs> okay? All right, good. Now, when we're in a new sexual relationship and we're newly engaging or interacting with people, this is where we do a lot of before we do stuff, not after the fact or during the fact, but before we do stuff, we say, may I touch you? May I hug you? May I have a conversation with you? I'd really like to have sex with you. How do you feel about that? I'd really like to kiss you. May I? Okay. All right. Now, how do we make this sexy? Well, we can say it in a very sexy way. And, and I get that there's this idea of, well, if I have to ask, then it's, or if somebody asks me, it's not as hot or sexy. It's not as steamy for them to throw me up against the wall and just take what they want and the desire to just be taken, that lust, pure lust and desire. And the truth is, is that you can make it so that it's really hot and sexy by whispering in somebody's ear after you've had the other consents, remember, okay? Um, whispering in somebody's ear saying, I really like to bend you over and fuck your brains out right now, may I? That's pretty hot. But the person can say, yes. Or the person can say, no thank you, not at this moment. <laughs> or I'm not interested. Or thanks for the offer, but I'm not really feeling it. It gives them that moment to decide and to consent and to take ownership that they really want to participate in that experience with you. It also gives them the opportunity to counter offer something that they may not want you to bend them over and fuck their brains out. They may just really want you to, you know, to explore each other's bodies and, you know, have oral sex and they may not actually want intercourse, but it gives them that opportunity to be like, that's really fucking hot. However, I don't really feel like being fucked right now, but I'd really like to, to have some oral sex with you. I'd really like to lick you or I'd really like to suck you or whatever, whoever you're playing with, whatever parts you got. Um, and so that opens up that possibility. And again, it can be really hot. So again, ask, 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 ask give an opportunity for them to respond. Then once they respond, I act accordingly. If they, and if you're on the receiving end, it's important for you to take responsibility and say clearly what you want, what you don't want, how you want it, what you don't want, um, so that you're really clear, so that they can be really respectful of your clear boundary because you've set a clear boundary instead of being all wishy-washy, like, you know, somebody's flirting with you and you're like, yeah. <laughs> and inside you're like, please go away. <laughs> right? um, you know, it's very important to be clear. Use your words. And I know this is scary and this is hard because we haven't been taught how to do this. So we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to give you some two, some new tools. Okay. The last thing I want to say about consent is that 
Who wants to fuck somebody who doesn't want to be fucked? Who wants to be touched? Who wants to touch somebody who doesn't want to be touched? Who wants to be engaging in a conversation with somebody who doesn't want to be engaging in conversation with you? That does not support you loving yourself. And it doesn't support you loving others or being kind and caring and respectful for others. And if the answer was, well, I'm okay with touching somebody without them really wanting to be touched because I wanted to touch them. And if you're okay with, I, you know, suckered somebody into a conversation that they didn't really want to be suckered into. And if you're okay with sexually having sex with somebody who doesn't really want to be there, then you have some stuff that you might need to work through. And I highly recommend coming to see me because that is not okay. Here's a judgment call. All right. I'm, I, I don't call, I don't do judgment calls very often, but this is a judgment call on my part, which is not getting consent is not okay. Engaging where there isn't consent is not okay. Hurting people and getting off in a non-consensual way is not okay. And if you're on the receiving end of the, it's abuse is what it is. I'm going to call it for what it is. That's called abuse. You're, you're in that moment, you are an abuser when you choose not to get consent and not really giving a shit if you have consent. And I know most of you who listen to me and follow me are not, or do not consciously choose to be an abuser. So that's what I need to say about that, right? And if you are, and you're moving in that way, and you no longer want to move in that way anymore, please come see me so we can help clear that out and heal some of that stuff that where that was created and how that was created for you in the first place. And everybody's on the receiving end of those disrespectful, abusive behaviors. It's time for you to take your power back, use your words, set your boundaries, and consenting consent. Unconsenting consent. I don't really know what to say about. So there, okay. So there is in the world. I just need to take a, a moment for a second here. There is in the world of BDSM where you give consent so that it's not consensual. So there's like rape fantasies and uh, kidnap fantasies and these kinds of things. However. They are created from a place of consent because they have negotiated and had a conversation about. That is different than not getting consent. Okay. And we'll go into, we'll have some, there'll be some shows about that um, in the future, I promise you, in, in that world. All right, let's go drop into our two practice um into our two practice skill sets of how you're going to go around doing this <laughs> all right so like all of my tools that i give you i start you off with baby steps all right and in those baby steps we're not we're doing we're going to move it out of the realm of sex because sex is very loaded and there's lots of things that go along with that okay so all right so let's start with touch consent Let's start practicing touch consent. 
in non-sexual ways. So when you're going to touch somebody, especially all of my touchy-feely people, you're just going to say this phrase. I'm so excited to see you right now. May I give you a hug? I'm just, oh, I love you so much. May I touch your leg? I'm having this overwhelming feeling of expression that I just need to touch you. Is that okay? Be honest about what you want to express and why you want to have that touch. Now, people around you, some of them are going to be like, yes, hug me. <laughs> and sure, touch me. All right. And then there's going to be people that are going to be like, I appreciate that you love me so much and that you miss me so much, but can we fist bump instead? Because that's where I'm comfortable. <laughs> or no, thank you. I don't want a hug. Or no, thank you. Please don't touch me. Now, it's really important in that moment to not internalize this. This is not actually about you because truly, if you were moving from this place of I want to hug you and I want to touch you because I want to express something to you in a non-needy uh, and non-soul-sucking way, <laughs> it wasn't like I want to touch you because it makes me feel better. <laughs> Right? but you were truly because you're it was an expression that you wanted to do to give to this person them saying no thank you and respecting their boundary is not about you so take a moment for a second to think about that now if your motivation is that you want to touch them because it makes you feel comfortable or you would like to receive a hug or you would like them to touch you then it's okay for you to ask for those things And again, respect their boundary. If their boundary is no thank you, or I'm not comfortable doing that, um, but own what the motivator is behind the intention of that touch. This is a big piece of consent. This is the big piece of responsibility, is that then everybody is on the same page. Okay? Practice it. Practice it with your friends. Practice it with your family members. <laughs> That's a little harder. But start with your friends, okay? Then you can start with, you know, uh, I'll go. Let's do it this order. Do friends, then strangers. Then if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to do with family members, then family members. Because remember, the family members are probably the ones that created these dynamics in the first place, okay? So family is always last on the scope of things. <laughs> All right, so practice. May I, I really feel X, I'd like to express Y, and may I. Okay? Think of it that way. The second thing I want you to start practicing is saying no thank you to people wanting to touch you and hug you. Very, very important. Just as you are respecting other people's no's, and it's important for you to be able to feel safe and comfortable saying no. So you're going to practice, even if you're a touchy-feely person, all right, I want you to start to practice no, because being able to say no thank you in a non-sexual space will make it easier for you to say no thank you when you're in a sexual space that you're not comfortable with, okay? So 
even if you love physical contact and you're like hungry for it and every time somebody touches you're like yay and you're kind of like a little puppy happy and wiggling your bum I still want you to practice this all right so pick a friend and even if you just practice it for uh let's say you know once a day that you say no thank you to somebody even if you want to say yes just to say I'm practicing and just say no thank you please don't touch me and then ask for a counter offer. That'll, that'll help to get those skills working for you, okay? Um, so if somebody says, may I hug you, you can say, no, thank you, but I would love a handshake. And then I also would like you to at least practice, say just no thank you without apologizing, without making excuse, without having to do anything. Just say, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that. The next part of this, no pra this practicing no thank you and saying no thank you is when people around you are touchy-feely, I need you to ask them to set, set some boundaries with them to say, hey, I get that you touch me all the time because you're really lovey, touchy-feely kind of person. However, I really need you to respect my personal space and I need you to ask first before you do. Being able to say no is important, but being able to tell the people around you that you love that you need to set a boundary with them and having them respect it is another skill set altogether. And when you get good at being able to do both of those things, that let's bring this into full circle and how does this make you a better lover? Okay, well, this makes you an incredibly epic, amazing lover because your partner always knows that you're totally 100% into whatever you're doing. You are completely present. You want to be there. You're excited to be there. You're aroused to be there because they know and can trust that if you aren't, you're going to ask for what you need. You're going to say no, thank you. You're going to set those boundaries. And being able to ask permission and get verbal consent from your lover. Why do, how does this make you an epic lover? Well, first of all, your partner feels safe that they're not going to, that they can, one, they can say no to you. And two, they uh, know that you're going to ask permission and respect them and respect their needs and their wants and their desires and their bodies. And when somebody feels like you love and adore and respect them, you, need, you don't even need the love and the door, adore part, just the respect and safety, which that creates safety for. This is where epic orgasms happen. This is where oh, sex happens because that person is able to feel safe because they know that you're going to ask for consent. And consent creates safety. And you're going to respect their answers. So go practice. That's it. That's all. <laughs> this is a big one and this is a heavy one and it may not be comfortable. And there's moments where I'm as much as I am like, you know, the consent fairy, there's moments even for me that I go to like touch somebody or I go to hug somebody or uh, a lover that, you know, I've have, uh, you know, we've, we've established some, you know, boundaries around and certain levels of, you know, activities and consent. And they're like, I don't want you to do that. 
I don't like that right now. I'm not interested in that right now. No, thank you. And there's that moment of like, what? What are you saying no to me? I don't think so. Like there's that moment within myself that, and I, and I needed to, and I need to share this with you because we all have that. Okay. It's that moment of why are you telling me no, but that's your shit. And it's not okay to project that onto somebody else. <laughs> so in that moment that that happens, I want you to take a breath, squeeze your genitals and be like, that's right. I, I love the right to be able to say no, their body is their body and I respect it. That helps usually shift out of that place of indignant, how dare you, how dare you say no to me, okay? So even I, as much as I talk about this, as much as I move from this place, there are moments when, when somebody says no to me that I internalize, and this is what I want you to do, is to let go of that internalization. Take a breath, do a Kegel, Squeeze your genitals and wait and say, I don't own them. Their body is theirs. They are their own person and I respect them. Okay. All right. Mwah. I love you all. Have a great day. And uh, if you have any questions, any concerns, you can, you know, come get, come, come hang out with me at succulentliving.com as well as you can find me on all social media platforms under Guy Morissette. Have a juicy day. Bye. Oh, and chapter seven is going to be good. Stay tuned.